Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Hey family, thank you for joining us this morning. I I believe that we're just going to have a good time together. Have you enjoyed the Bible reading plan? I hope that you are reading along with us. Um, We are reading through the book of Matthew. All right, if you didn't know or you were kind of, you know out <laughs> like nobody's out but but if you were out and you didn't know that we are reading through Matthew because we're working toward Easter and so you if you didn't know you just jump right back in with us uh, today we are reading Matthew chapter 15 and 16 and so we are just getting our hearts ready and um, I, I think it's important because uh, once again we can be inspired by what God did for us and how he loves us. Hey kids, I just want to tell you real quick that uh, we have something special for you. Friday from 7 to 8.30, we've got goodie bags for Easter. So here's what we're doing. The first 150 that show up at the house, we will have a tent out. Moms, we will have gloves. We will have whatever we need. But we have these bags that we're going to give your kids so that they can have just an incredible Easter and know that their house family and the kids in the house program, Miss Sydney, Devin, all of the workers are thinking about them. So come by this Friday at 7, uh, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Let's uh, pray, and we'll get right into it. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. Right now, we open your word, and we know that it reveals truth, and it shapes hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe every crisis is an opportunity for both believers and non-believers to engage in their spiritual life for a non-believer a a crisis um, hopefully will cause a little breaking a little stirring of their heart and it will move them into a moment where there is some surrender like like I'm looking for something and we are hoping and believing that it's in these moments that unbelievers are able to um, you know uh, acknowledge the sin and the hurt and the shame and the stuff going on in their life and say, you know what, God, I give that to you and I, and I need a Savior and that Savior is Jesus. For the believer, uh, a crisis is a time for us to return to a place of surrender and to return to prayer, to seek God. It is an opportunity, listen, to return to prayer and at this time, we as a church should be known for, come on, praying powerful prayers. The church should be known for in this time of crisis and uncertainty that we are praying powerful prayers. Prayers that have authority, prayers that have power, prayers that focus on the goodness of God. And I'll tell you this, um, we're looking for prayers that are bigger than just um, some monologue of, of fancy words. Oh God, I beseech thee thou. You know what I mean? That, that not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about in this season, with all that's going on, we believe that we can pray powerful prayers. And it's time for believers, come on, to return and turn 
and realize that there is some authority that they have. One of the takeaways that I have noticed as I've been reading through Matthew is how powerful Jesus is. I mean, Jesus is powerful. I mean, just think about in every chapter, there was a healing moment. There was a great uh, moment of power and authority. Uh, Jesus never encountered a problem that he could not solve. Think about this, whether it was building a team, teaching a crowd, cleansing a leopard, healing the centurion servant, restoring life, healing a man who was unable to speak. Jesus' power was unmatched and undeniable. The power of Jesus. In fact, let's look at this one scripture verse in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. It says that he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in every synagogue and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Listen to this. And healing every disease and every affliction among the people. Come on. Jesus had some power. Jesus shows us how to speak and how to seek the whole time. He's teaching us how we should pray, how we should engage, how we should uh, talk and meet with the Father. When Jesus started his ministry, he began with a 40-day fast. Um, when I began my ministry, I began my ministry with a pizza party. I'm just saying, was, I was a youth pastor who was totally different. Jesus was Savior of the world, but I mean, he did the 40 fast thing. That's cool. Um, but Jesus, it was clear that he viewed things, listen to this, differently than culture. Think about this. As just as we've read through Matthew, uh, he taught us to love our enemies. Okay, <laughs> like love our enemies. And listen what he said, pray for them. Pray for them. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Pray for them. Now, listen, okay, time out. I know that we're spending a lot of time with people, and uh, your enemy is not your spouse that's been home longer than you thought, okay? That is not your enemy. Your enemy is not your children. Your enemy is not the government. Your enemy is not the teacher who should be on Zoom and is not. Come on, somebody. Like, like your enemy, we're talking about real enemies, like, like come on, that, that are coming to get you, enemies, those are the people that we should be praying for. You know, Jesus taught us how to pray in Matthew chapter 6 and Matthew chapter 7. Listen to this. He actually did a teaching on ask the Father. Like, like so, so he understood where we were at, where humanity was at. And he was like, in Matthew chapter 7, this is a great time for me to download this thought. You all need to be asking God. You all need to be asking the Father for more than you are. Like, I've been up there, now I'm down here, and I realize that nobody's asking. And here's what it says. If you ask, good things will come. See, Jesus viewed things differently and I am con convinced that this is a great time for believers to pray powerful prayers. But in order to do that, you have to see the way Jesus sees. Jesus lived by the Spirit. He lived by the Spirit. And, and, and I don't know if you have ever thought about this, but the word spiritual is... Um, in the Hebrew language, which the Old Testament was written in the Hebrew language, there is no 
old uh, uh, Hebrew word for spiritual. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, you will not find in the ancient Hebrew writings the word spiritual because here's why. In the ancient Hebrew worldview, all of life was spiritual. Sure, we live in a material world where we all have a body. We have a phone. Come on, we like to eat. Um, we, we like our homes. We like our couches. But there is more to this life than what you see. And Genesis uh, chapter 3 shows us this. And I want to read this to you. It says, But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open. Eat of what? Okay, so God put man in the garden. Then God created Eve, and he put them in the garden, and he said, you know what? Out of every tree you can eat, but there is one tree in the middle of the garden that you cannot eat of it. And so what did they do? <laughs> they ate. Now, now watch this. Look. So verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was a delight to the eyes... And that the tree was desired to make one wise. She took the fruit, she ate it, and she gave some to her husband, and he ate. When then both of their eyes were opened, and they knew that they were, what does it say? Look at, they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Okay, can, can I just say something? We need to pause a little bit because I am not the, the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm not the brightest person, but I promise you if somebody's naked and they're walking around me, I know it. Like I, I, I know that. Um, I, I, I could very much, uh, you would see me duck, run, and cover. Come on, somebody. But I want you to see this verse that maybe you've never seen before look at this this verse it says in verse 7 then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked how did they walk around and not know they were naked here is what i want to submit to you today they while they lived in a material world they had a spiritual sight and they began to deal with god relationally and they begin to see the way god sees and so when they chose to sin come on help me preach this they began to eat something that god said don't eat then they lost spiritual sight and here's what happened their eyes shut and the other ones opened and immediately they knew, girl, what is that? Boy, what is that? <laughs> like, I ain't never seen that before. Hey, yep. Like, like they knew, because here's the thing. It wasn't that they weren't living in the world that God created, but they were navigating it, come on, with health and spirit-led living. Come on. God didn't create his children blind. He created them with sight, but spiritual sight come on is more important than this earthly flesh that we deal with in the material world listen house family we can pray powerful prayers if we change our focus and as a believer now check this who is adopted into god's family you have access to the throne of heaven jesus has an open door Jesus opened the door so that you, listen, could gain a clear perspective and begin to pray powerful prayers.
Look at this verse in James chapter 5, 13 through 16. James chapter 5, 13 through 16. It says this, If anyone among you is, serve, uh, is suffering, pray for him. It says, let him pray. If anyone is cheerful, sing praises. If anyone among you is sick, let, let's call the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord, listen, will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he'll be forgiven. Therefore, look at this 16, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it, listen, is working. This is a huge verse for us. And, and I want to put it in context. As James, the brother of Jesus, begins to write this letter, here is what I want you to see. There are some days that you're going to be suffering, and there's some days that you're going to be cheering. Come on, we're going to have to stay here for a second. Y'all going to have to let me preach this. Here is what James is saying. When you are suffering, pray. But when, come on, you are cheerful, Get that song out and start singing. But there are two options in your life. Come on. There are suffering days and there are cheerful days. We happen to be in one of those days where it feels a little bit on the suffering side. You know what I'm saying? I want to really get a haircut. I can't get a haircut. Places aren't open. Come on, somebody. A little suffering. Here's the thing. On the suffering days you pray. On the days when you're hurt and your heart is broken and when adversity uh, is trying to intimidate you. On those days when, when frustration and discouragement begin to be heavy and they feel like it's pushing you down spiritually where all of a sudden, you know what? You, you, the, you're feeling this heaviness and this intensity. You have to pray. In the times of hardship, you turn to prayer. In the times of hardship, it should cause you to seek Jesus. Rise early. Come on, somebody. Get on your knees. And in the cheerful days, and I believe those days are ahead for all of us, we sing praises to our God. When was the last time you were in your home and, come on, you just busted it out? When was the last time you just started singing a song? And I'm not talking about Disney. Come on, I'm not talking about some TikTok that you saw. I'm talking about like when is the last time that you just begin to sing? Come on, there's an old song. And, and every, time, every now and then it just starts bubbling up. I got victory over the enemy. And the world won't do me no harm. Come on, I mean, that's my soul. That's my, and so whenever I'm frustrated, whenever I got victory over the enemy and the world won't do me no tell me so here's the deal I'm not a singer and when we're done with this and everybody's watched it we will delete it okay so, so do, I don't want to see this on, on nobody's insta but here's the thing is there's got to be a time that God has given us prayer come on for the hard days and he's given us praise for the good days prayer produces results and we are in a season where it's harder 
um, there's some uncertainty. Um, for Arkansas, many people are saying here in the next couple weeks, I mean, it, it, it could get a little, um, it could get worse. And church, it is now time for the church to arise, come on, and be strong. And we need our sight right and our faith strong. We need our sight right. Come on, our faith strong. This is a moment to align our heart and to begin to stable our, stabilize our faith, strengthen this so that we can pray powerful prayers. Billy Graham once said, heaven is full of answers, answers to prayers for which no one has bothered to ask. Think about that. Heaven is full of answers to prayers for which people never bothered to ask. Corey Tenboom Ten Boom said this in The Hiding Place. Is your prayer a spare tire or your steering wheel? When you get heavy, how are you steering your life? And the greatest way to do that is surrender. Come on, your pride, your knowledge, your control, all of that. Hit your knees in prayer and say, God, here is where I'm at. I think I love this verse in James because as we read it, it almost feels like it implies that powerful prayers should be common. Hey, just do this. Call on the elders. Do this. Call it. Hey, y'all should be talking about your sin all the time. Pray. Get healed. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like so easy. And we make it so hard. And I, I, I'm real quick, as we end today. I want to give you four keys to praying powerful prayers. Four keys, real quick, lightning fast round. Get out your notes, get out your phone. Come on, four keys to praying powerful prayers. The first key is this. Powerful prayers start with faith. Powerful prayers start with faith. In other words, we believe, come on, the word of the Lord. We believe the word of the Lord. Like, we're not asking you to believe Pastor Stephen. We're not asking you to believe. We're asking you to believe, the, come on, the word of the Lord. Ha, did you ever hear this growing up? Do you know who you're talking to? Did you ever, did, did, a, did a parent ever tell you that? As a parent, have you ever had to get, get that little neck roll, little eye twitch? And do you know who you're talking? Okay, for believers, let me come for you. Do you know who you're talking to? Okay, listen, first of all, God is not a cosmic waiter that you sit in your booth of life and you ask him to come to the table and he takes your order. Goes back to the kitchen and just whoops it up. Okay, I would like a wife, three kids. <laughs> come on, yo. Like, I would like a husband. I would like him abs. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> listen, come on. He is not a cosmic waiter. God is the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's Alpha and Omega. Come on. Our faith in Him, in Him, that we have faith that He is good, that He is able. Come on, that He was reliable, that He's on the job, that He's still on the throne. Come on, He ain't falling off the throne. Corona hadn't taken Him out. He ain't tapping. This ain't the WWE. Listen, He's, he's still there. And you have to have faith, come on, and you have to see 
more spiritual. And the way you begin to see that is you begin to meditate, listen, on this word. And you choose to see the words and the descriptions of heaven and how God gave you that through the prophets, through Jesus, through the disciples, through the revelations. They begin to describe to you what God is like and you begin to see that way. Come on. The second thing is this. We're talking about four keys. The second one is powerful prayers come from a pure heart. A pure heart. We're talking about spiritual sight. The, the Bible says that it is the pure in heart that what? See God. See God. Psalm 66, 18 through 20 says, If I had cherished iniquity, in other words, if I had loved wrong things, if I had loved sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Listen to this. But truly, God has listened and he has attended to the voice of my prayer. In other words, when you take care of some junk in your heart and you begin to pray with a pure heart, come on, not out of selfish motivations. I'm not praying because I'm frustrated. I'm not praying out of... Um, out of what would make me happy, but I begin to surrender to the Lord. My issues and adversities and problems move me into a time of surrender, and I begin to pray from a pure heart. God, here are my friends. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on in me. I begin to pray, come on, for, a, for, for your kingdom come, your will be done. Come on, as earth, as it is in heaven, I know you have a plan. And, and I get me out of the way and I open my heart to what you want to do. Come on, the third key that I want to give you is powerful prayers have a purpose. Pr powerful prayers have a purpose. When people are suffering, pray. Come on, that's purpose. When people are sick, pray. When people need to confess sin, don't go, oh my God, did you, did you now? Did you now? Let me, hold, hold on. Oh, really? Hold on, let me take. No, no, stop. Time out. When people confess, and here's what's going on in me, then we begin to pray. When your friend needs you, you pray. That's what James said. You, you pray. And for us, come on, you want prayers, powerful prayers are ones that are purposeful. And so I meet so many people that are like, well, I've tried to have a quiet time. I've tried to pray. And I, it's really hard. It's really hard because you started and you don't know what you want to talk about. But if you'll get a plan and you'll have a purpose and you'll have a place, listen to this, then prayer will take off for you. But if we are random and we come in and we're going to, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for 17 hours. And you've never prayed like 10 minutes. Come on, somebody. Listen, everybody, if you're going to pray, you need a place, you need a plan, you need purpose. The fourth thing is this. Powerful prayers come, listen to this, from normal people. Normal people. Just, just, norm, just being normal. Come on. Come on. Some people think, well, my prayers don't matter. Listen, well, and they have all these reasons why I didn't go to seminary. Well, I'm not talented. Well, I didn't get my degree. Well, I'm not famous. Well, I don't go to church. Well, I haven't been a Christian. Well, I haven't. They have all these reasons why. Come on. Listen. Well, they have disqualified themselves in prayer. 
But James tells us this. The prayer of a righteous person has great power. Has great power. What does that mean, to be righteous? It means that you accept the blood of Christ, come on, over your life, and he becomes righteousness for you. John 14, 12 through 14 says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works, look at this, than these will he do. Because I am going to my Father. Whatever you ask, ask in my name. Ask in my name. People are all, well, what, how come we have to say in Jesus' name? Is Jesus' name like a hocus pocus thing? No, it, Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name. So that's why we say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He is the doorway. In Jesus' name, the door is open. Now I can come before my Father and I can access all that heaven has. Come on, somebody. This I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask of me anything in my name, I will do it. Prayer is an act of surrender. It's an act of surrender. And you know what? Surrender isn't really um, a positive word. It's not often associated with like, I love surrender. It's a really good word. Come on, in all the action movies that I've watched, um, when people surrender, that means something bad really happened. But uh, in this case, it, it means we give up. It means we give up. And maybe you just stumbled across this video because a friend shared it. And maybe you're far from God. And maybe you've never had anyone really explain to you who God is. Right now, there is a link that you can connect with us. And we want to follow up with you right now. There's a connect link that, that they're putting on there right now. And today, I just want you to know that I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. And I believe the most powerful prayer that you could ever pray is one of surrender. Just I'm going to give it all up again. And here's the deal. It's not a one time. If I'm going to be truthful, I have to surrender like every 27 minutes. 27 minutes and one second. All the time, I'm having to surrender something. I'm having to surrender some control. Come on. I'm having to surrender a feedback. I'm having to surrender finances. I'm having to surrender where I want to be and where I am. I have to surrender who likes me and who doesn't. I have to, come on, we all have to surrender. We all have to do that. But here's the thing. I believe that when you make that surrender, you will be on the road to your spiritual eyes starting to gain the strength, and it won't be too long before you pray powerful prayers. That is our hope for you, that you would pray powerful prayers. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for everybody watching online right now. And if there is someone who is far from the Lord, an unbeliever, someone that maybe was went to church when they were young, and now they've just clicked on this. Father, I pray right now that you would reach through whatever avenue that they're watching and you would capture their heart. And if you're here and you're watching, just come on, just take a moment.
And pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, today I surrender my heart. I surrender my hurt. I surrender my baggage. I surrender my, my worldview. I need you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who are your believers and maybe you've just been a little frustrated, a little discouraged, I'm going to ask you to pray powerful prayers. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray over your life the words of our Father, the words of Christ, because you can unlock heaven because you have the authority to do that. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.